Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to The Discourse, a short-form one-on-one interview podcast with filmmakers, actors, and other industry folks, hosted by myself, Mike D'Angelo. On today's episode, I got to sit down with actor Dylan O'Brien, who you may know from the Maze Runner films or Teen Wolf uh, as Styles or Love and Monsters. He's currently out promoting Not Okay, which is streaming now on Hulu and stars Zoe Deutsch as an ambitious but kind of unlikable wannabe influencer that finds viral fame after she poses as a survivor of a terrorist attack overseas. Dylan plays her crush and is basically the influencer she wants to be, and he goes by the handle Weed Boy Colin, and as you can probably guess, he's the biggest douchebag in the world, and it's one of the highlights of the film. He does a great job. Uh, During our chat, Dylan talks about coming on to Not Okay after just working with Zoe on the outfit, his thoughts on his superhero fan casting, uh, getting to play around as an alternative version of himself on Curb Your Enthusiasm, which was awesome, and much more. Uh, Again, Not Okay is currently streaming on Hulu and is well worth your time. Zoe and Dylan are great in it. Okay, but before I shoot you over to the interview, I've got to tell you that the Discourse is a part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes the Playlist Podcast, Bingeworthy, both of which I'm a part of, Be Real, Deep Focus, The Fourth Wall, and more, and can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you find your favorite shows. Be sure to subscribe, drop us a comment or a rating, as we do very much appreciate it. Okay, here's my conversation with the delightful and talented Dylan O'Brien. Well, thank you for taking the time and and including me in this. I I really appreciate it. Not Okay is excellent. And I thought you and Zoe were just great in the film. So congratulations on another winner. Thanks. Thanks. Really appreciate that. No problem. So let's start at the beginning-ish. Uh, I know you and Zoe worked together before on The Outfit, which, yes. by the way, if people are listening, this is for a podcast. So shout out to The Outfit because it's such a solid little crime thriller that came out last year. And Cool. Thanks, Really Check dude. that out. It's so good. Thanks. People yeah. go see it. People yeah, need to Rylance, see it. Pitt, you and Zoe, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Zoe yeah. all of them. Yeah. Um, thanks good so much. Stuff. appreciate that. I keep getting uh, texts. It's a very, it's a big plane movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm it's one of those things. Watch it on the plane. I passed out to it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I at least you thought. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's. I don't know if that's a compliment, but either way, yeah. hopefully not okay. Gets them through the whole thing. <laughs> Zoe, so you guys worked together on that. How did yep. this job come to you? Was that through? Did one of these beget the other, or how did not okay happen? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure. Uh, I remember Zoe. Um, bringing this up to me actually like when we were working together not for like me to she was just we were just talking about like what we had coming up and things we were excited about and I remember her actually um, mentioning this uh, searchlight movie that she was like really excited about with this um, you know talented young writer director and then like it was you know six or so months later I think that then I got the script and uh, met with Quinn and then was sort of just like texting with Zoe along the side 
of that. And then I think one day I just texted her and was like, Hey, I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do your movie. We're going to do another thing together. <laughs> That's kind of how it happened. And obviously she's like, well, he smokes tons of weed. So he's, he's perfect for this role. Yep. Uh, the, the, yep. Because it's, yeah. I mean, weed boy, Colin, is that your handle in this? Yeah, I know. Ridiculous. So I have no uh, hand making that up either. <laughs> but it Ball looks play. like, you know, for a part, I mean, some things you're coming in and you're going to be, you know, carrying things on your shoulders. It's going to be a heavy part. This thing seems like it would be a really fun thing to step in and do. Like totally. the comedic energy of a dumb narcissist is just, Oh God. My favorite thing. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So much fun. I mean, I had to do, you know, none of the work, uh, and carrying any of the load and just, uh, all of the ridiculous shit. It's funny because, you know, it's like, there was a whole part of the movie that I, uh, you know, that I'm not a part of that. I wasn't there and witness to, too, you know, and, and, and it's such a huge, like, is like the core of the film. So I was, it was such an interesting thing sort of being there for the days that I was there on, but then always just kind of going like, I wonder, how that's going <laughs> the whole like, the movie you know uh and when i saw it i was like so blown away i was just, like because like you know i mean mia and zoe are just both so incredible and like really really carry the movie and i think just like make it they make it grounded you know they they make it really work because i think it doesn't you know it can sort of it has this like heightened satirical sort of way into it right which is which is great but it can't like rely on that you know it was always gonna if it was really going to like work and be kind of like, you know, powerful, like those two, you know, performances are so key and they're just like both so incredible in the movie. And like what Quinn did uh, is just so amazing. So I got to just like watch it, you know, as if it was, it was, it was so fresh. It was such an fresh and like objective watch for me almost, you know, cause I'm barely in it. <laughs> oh, you're, you're, you're at least, even when you're not in it, you're a presence in it, which is pretty hilarious. Like you're always like right. texting her or doing weird things or right, she's obsessed right. with you. But right. as far as the character himself, how much of him was like on the page versus like, mm-hmm. you know, you come in and the tattoos and the constant vaping and all that stuff. Was that all there or were you like adding to it as you go? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think a mix of both. Uh, I think the vaping was literally like scripted. Like that was from day <laughs> one. That was going to be, I was going to be, um, you know, constantly blowing vape smoke and like the tats and the hair and everything that just all came from like texting with Quinn once once I was like uh, signed on, you know? So I think one of our first sort of text exchanges was just kind of like, uh, uh, well, first I had like sent her just like a tape of me talking because I just Mm -hmm. wanted to make sure that like it was what she wanted, you know, or in like the vicinity of what she wanted. And then we just kind of started like um, just having fun with, uh, like, I was like, I think I should be like covered in tats, like we can't hold back. And she was like 100%, you know? So then just like everything kind of was just built for me, truly. I mean, I, I it was literally just like stepping into this like Halloween costume and kind of having this freedom to then just kind of be this ridiculous uh, character. Yeah, he's amazing. He's extremely shallow. He's fame obsessed. <laughs> That's kind of the point, you know, right? Yeah, he's, yeah. It, it's a commentary on all this fame obsessed influencer culture, but how do you try to like ride the line? Cause it is a tightrope walk. You have to ride the line of humanizing them a little bit, but not mm. too much where you're like starting to like be obsessed with weed boy, Colin, that kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing's such a tightrope walk, you know, yeah. uh, like tonally. And um, yeah, I mean, I thought like, you know, it's interesting to have this sort of, I think when I was shooting, like I thought he was just such a dickhead um, <laughs> in like so many ways, but 
it was actually it's interesting to sort of get lost in that in a way that he is sort of like he like that's exactly what he is he's a dude who just like got completely lost in this like persona that he like created for himself you know and that's i think more so what it's kind of experimenting with or framing you know it's like i don't i don't think like any of these people you know i don't think like danny uh you know zoe's character or like colin is you know i don't think they're like i think at one point maybe too they weren't like a bad person i think if anything colin was absolutely like just like borderline nerd in high school i don't even think he was he was just like like a boring kid in high school and then he just sort of like adopted all of these you know things that are completely inauthentic to like who he is you know i think he's just like a plain boring kid from maine and like uh, you know with danny you know i mean she again it's just it's just getting swept up in sort of what's so it's almost like it's not their fault you know what i mean like that's the interesting piece of it it's like where do you draw the line between like the choices that a person sort of making or like, you know, or the person that they're becoming um, when it's all just sort of a part of this machine that they had no part of creating. They're just trying to keep up with. Yeah. And then like you were saying, there's Zoe, there's her performance, there's the the high wire act of the film itself. And she's doing the thing where you have to hate her and then you have to feel for her at the same time, right, right, by the time right. the, the movie's finishing. What's yes, it really? like, you know, working with, with Zoe as number one on the call sheet, what does she bring to set? That kind of thing. Oh, I mean, like she runs the whole show. Yeah, you know, I mean, like her and Quinn were just, you know, they ran this thing from uh, from the get go. I mean, Zoe's just, you know, it's it's twice now that I've gotten to work with her, and like from the first time I, uh, from our first experience together, like I really quickly noticed just how um, how truly hardworking she is, um, which is just not, and that's like that's not disingenuous at all like it she's really truly like one of the hardest working people I've ever like been around you know I think she just like uh you know even when even when like if I'm doing one project I can like only focus on that one project without it you know uh if, if I have any shot at being like remotely you know doing anything remotely good and it's you know and Zoe's constantly doing like 10 things at once it's insane not just like work for like projects like she's like she also like you know does like classes and uh and and lends such time to like her, the people like in her life too and like and you know like her relationships she like constantly nurtures like everything it's like amazing all the things that she is constantly sort of getting done and uh like I don't think she sleeps and she's just she's like wickedly smart you know as a producer you know uh too and 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 as an actor you know so so she's just sort of this uh yeah she's kind of this you know really young like powerful sort of baller and wearer of multiple hats like on set you know she's kind of running everything it's incredible so future director there possibly yeah if she wants i mean she can do anything she wants so if you'll allow me a, like a, a hard right turn here i i am a sure. big fan of yours all the way back to teen wolf you know shout out to styles but yep. you know i was super happy and surprised by how delightful love and monsters was that came out a Thank couple you. years back i feel like it was this little success story in the covid streaming era but I'm not entirely sure, like, I because they never really shared metrics about success or anything like that. I know. Has there been I, any... I'm not really either. Yeah. Yeah. Has there been any interest in like sequelizing that or not? Oh, Love and Monster. Yet? Yeah. I mean, I I love that movie uh, so much. So yeah, I'd love to. Uh, and thank you so much for saying that. It's like I love when that movie gets a shout because yeah, it was yeah. kind of a such heart with that movie. Yeah, I, I really. Yeah, I mean, I just like I, I I'm so proud of that film. Uh, sequelizing, yeah, 
first of all, great word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, to be honest, like, no, I have no yeah. idea. Um, you know, there hasn't been much conversation about it. So, you know, but things can sort of overnight become a conversation or I don't know who knows but I I would I would be I know everyone I think involved would be so game because everybody really like adored uh working on that you know yeah it's a really fun heartfelt movie and you know I mean you've gotten a lot of those roles where it's like really big heart I don't know that just probably comes out of you but you're also one of those actors that's just really beloved by the fan community which goes all the way back to Teen Wolf and Styles and all that you know for whatever reason Fan casting starts happening and Dylan O'Brien does come up often. I know Nightwing's a big one that people keep shouting you out for. I feel yeah. like you've been in the conversation for a couple of roles maybe, but I'm I'm wondering where you're at as far as like these big superhero parts go. Do you want to land one or would you rather chase, you know, more character acting kind of roles? You know, look, I always say like I I mean I don't I don't actually rule out anything. Um, you know, so it's not like I wouldn't entertain it if it if it uh, if something came my way and if it was like with like a really like talented filmmaker that I was desperate to like work with or you know and or and it was a really cool like uh take on the part or you know I don't know I don't rule anything out certainly but I do think that uh I'm I lean more towards yeah wanting to to sort of find these sort of smaller character roles for myself just just because truly like you know it had been a long time um, you know, I, I really just like hadn't gotten many chances to do that. So it's just more, I think just for now, at least right now, uh, uh, kind of fulfilling to me to, um, to be experimenting like with that, you know, and, and challenging myself in that way. But that could just be for now, uh, everything changes. I don't know how I feel in, you know, five or 10 years or, you know, or who knows. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely not closed off. I'd say to, to anything. I, I don't think it behooved me to, uh, to, ever fully just like close anything off so i'm open to it all for sure and and you know with those big character roles there's a lot of like great storytelling great character work on these like streaming miniseries or the tv format yeah i notice that you've kind of gotten away you've you've dipped your toe a little bit you know since teen wolf but would you ever want to step into like a a, that format again because you've been doing a lot of films lately right yeah i mean again it's like i uh you know, depends on what it would be. And uh, I'm certainly not closed off to it. Uh, I think, you know, coming off the show, that was sort of like initially um, consistent. My first job and my first, you know, um, like seven years of my career, you know, pretty much. I think I was lean. I definitely was sort of just dipping into, you know, shorter commitment things, you know, just I think for my life right now, that's just kind of a more fitting thing for me. Um but yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I mean, there's like you say, like so many of the good, there's just so much content right now. There's so much good oh, yeah. content too. And, and especially in like limited, uh, and ongoing series. So I'm not opposed at all. Awesome. Not opposed at all. You know, I did see that you were working or possibly working with, you never know with IMDb, but, mm. uh, possibly working with like Baron Holtz and Scott MacArthur on maximum truth. I believe it was called. Yeah. Yep. 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 I, I'm a fan of those guys because they're hilarious. Me too. Yeah. Um, so is that already shot and what can you kind of tease about that film and who you play? Uh, yeah. Um, that film is sort of this like experimental, you know, really, really low budget kind of sat political satire, um, like in a mock you style format. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, I've been a fan of Ike's for like such a long time. I just think he like is so smart and like, in like always just like steals everything like I see him in you know and uh yeah it was it was um 
it was a script that he and his partner Dave Stassen wrote together and um, sort of loosely based on these real life guys and sort of like you know very loosely based on these real life guys and uh yeah nothing really to tease i you know i i i i uh and i don't also have any idea of what uh the plan is for it or or when you'd be able to see it but yeah it was really fun to do and i love i i loved working with like he's like one of those guys that you work with and uh the in-person sort of version of him like makes your opinion of him just um uh grow that much more you know what i mean in like such a positive way he's just such a such a great guy and like uh and he's just and he's just so incredible to work with he's so funny he's so brilliant yeah and a lot of improv and and stuff with yeah him. yeah which you got to do i mean you got to do curb let's let's be real on yeah that. so you got to do which i mean you know if you're gonna do it. some improv that is like the height of it basically so <laughs> yeah, how was yeah. that experience playing like this alternate version of yourself working with larry yeah well it was a really cool um I mean, it was really cool, obviously, <laughs> uh, yep, but it, it was a cool way to get to do it because like that for me has always been really, I don't know, like a part of my sense of humor naturally anyway. Like I love the sort of like alternate, you know, alter ego version of yourself or like taking the piss out of your own uh, self, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. uh, is something I like lean to uh, lean into like in, instinctively anyway. Like um, I just find it funny and fun to do uh, and let, you know, it's such a comfortable like set to come into too you know it, i think like it can go so many different ways it can be so intimidating it could be so uh it could be really uncomfortable to you know step onto those sets sometimes you know like uh comedy can be such an intense atmosphere it can be you know um it looks all like so funny and fun but like behind the scenes sometimes it's like really insane and there's just a, like a lot of egos and like you know but you never know you don't know what you're walking into and it was just the coolest coolest experience you know it's just such a blast so easy and comfortable and Larry's just like so nice and like knows exactly like what he wants and uh uh and he you know um allows you to like succeed uh he's so supportive like he's not the only one who can get a laugh in the room you know what I mean like um so it was just like could not have been more of a pleasure uh which I was really happy with too because I did you know obviously you want that experience to be a positive one to look back on yeah (laughs) yeah And those episodes are fantastic and all the dogs and all that stuff, but it was, it's fantastic, but uh, they are giving me the wrap. So I've taken up enough of your time. As I said at the top, not okay is great. And for our listeners premieres on Hulu on Friday, July 29th, Dylan. Thanks so much, man. Dude, thank you so much. You were a pleasure. Thank you.